Thank you very much. Uh, President Shirley and uh, Chairman Taylor, suppose that you had uh, dictatorial powers. What would you do about the Bennett freeze? What would be your solution to the Bennett freeze issue? We'll begin with you, President Shirley. I don't know if I want dictatorial powers, uh, Senator. Some say the president of the Navajo Nation is close to it. Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> in other words, if, if you could, if you had a magic wand and said, "Okay, this, this is the way we settle the Bennett freeze." This is important because we're mm-hmm. going to try to address that issue. I hear of a time, Senator, when the Hopi Nation and the Navajo Nations uh, live together harmoniously. I guess I'd like to get back to that. I know many of our children are intermarried. Uh, many of the Navajo people are married to Hopi people, and so we have children who are Hopi and Navajo. And I think also with the Hopi Nation. And I think we're the two nations at this point in time. I'm working with Chairman Taylor to the, with the council to try to uh, resolve just that, the Bennett Freeze. And uh, having resolved it, hopefully we we see uh, we begin to see the harmonious uh, relationship that we had has gotten away from us, and to begin to develop our lands the way we should. That's what I'd like to see. You'd like to see it lifted. Yes, I'd like to see it lifted, sir. I think that's what we need. Chairman Taylor. Uh, Chairman McCain, the uh, 1934 Land Settlement Act is uh, in litigation between the two tribes, as you well know. Uh, we have been waiting on the district court to uh, pick this matter back up, and uh, we have waited for a very long time, and uh, it is still uh, on the docket. What we have done... Uh, let, me, let me ask you this. Suppose we lifted the Bennett Freeze tomorrow. What do you think would ensue on the Bennett Freeze? Would it be chaos? Would it be uh, people trying to move in on other people's land? Would it be... What, 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 what do you think would happen? Chairman McCain, in fact, uh, what I was getting ready to say I'm is sorry. We, we have been in the, uh, negotiations and, in fact, have reached agreement and have uh, developed a compact which would settle this lawsuit. And, uh, in fact, the Hopi Tribal Council has already ratified this agreement and we're awaiting on Navajo to Navajo Council to do likewise. Uh, and, and the uh, provisions of that... Can, and roughly the outlines of that agreement would be? Yep. The uh, lands uh, have been uh, largely partitioned. What is remaining, uh, Chairman McCain, are the, uh, uh, in the case of Hopi, the uh, uh, sacred sites, the religious sites that uh, we have remaining on the Navajo 34 areas. Uh, we want those areas to, to be uh, protected, and we want to have... Uh, access to all those areas so that we can continue to uh, practice our uh, religious duties and responsibilities. President Shirley, your your version of this compact? We are very diligently working together, the two nations, to come to agreement about the compact, sir. And I think uh, if we can continue to do that, uh, I think in short order, we will have that agreement. Uh, the Navajo Nation Council has uh, need, it has been apprised of it. Um, they're looking at it. And I think this God, you know, willing, we will have, uh, you know, uh, an agreement. Within a year? Mm-hmm. 
given cautions, I, I'd like to see it within the year. Chairman McCain, again, uh, the Hopi Tribal Council has already approved the compact. We're, mm -hmm. we're anxious to see it happen this year. Mm -hmm. That would, in effect, also lift the benefit freeze. Mr. Attorney General, do you have a comment on that? Uh, thank you, Senator. <clears throat> the uh, terms of the compact are subject to the confidentiality agreement. Mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately, we can't really divulge the details, and it mm -hmm. involves a uh, senior judge at the Ninth Circuit District Court or the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals as a mediator, and he, he also signed on to the confidentiality agreement, so we're very mm -hmm. cautious about that. It's uh, impossible to predict when, when the two tribes will uh, 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 carve out the final terms. Where, like we said, it, it could be this year, it could be next year. Uh, that, that's the best we can say, but we will look forward to uh, the assistance of the United States, uh, not only the Department of Interior, Fish and Wildlife, and, and the United States Senate in helping us resolve this uh, quite, quite in the near future, I hope. Well, I don't have to tell any of the witnesses that it's a national shame and disgrace, the conditions that exist in the Bennett Freeze area, and it's long overdue that we addressed it, and I hope that uh, that this compact or agreement may be consummated as soon as possible so we can let those people get on <clears throat> with some kind of development. Uh, President Shirley, so keep us informed, mm -hmm. would you? Uh, Paragon Ranch in New Mexico was purchased with the intent that the coal reserves would generate revenues that would in turn reimburse the Navajo Rehabilitation Trust Fund it's my understanding there's no coal research resources that are producing. What do you intend to do with this land? I'll go ahead and have our Attorney General answer that, okay. uh, sir. Thank sure. you. Whichever. Honorable Senator, uh, the land has not been transferred to us at this point in time because of appeals by the existing owners of the preference at least applications and it's not for a lack of effort on our part, but those have been appeals within the Bureau of Land Management and the involved litigation. For those reasons, uh, we, we still haven't acquired the resources. And when we do get the resources, uh, then, then we can look at the opportunities available for the development of the coal resources. Uh, but uh, uh, it, it's, it's something that's, that, that is ongoing. There's a separate bill, as you are, are aware, uh, through uh, the Natural Resource Committee of the Senate to try and resolve that issue at this time. Mr. Bitsui, uh, $16 million was appropriated for the Rehabilitation Trust Fund. I understand that after the conceptual framework was signed, these funds went into an interest-bearing account that accrued an additional $8 million, and I understand that $11 million of that fund remains. The appropriations were made between 1990 and 95. Why has there been a 10-year delay in spending that money? Mr. Chairman, uh, the federal government loaned the Navajo Nation six, $16 million to, the, to fund the trust fund. We have spent on community housing and other similar projects about 15 to $16 million. But the original loan has also generated another $8 million in interest, which is roughly 
the unexpended amount remaining in the account. We are using the interest from the $8 million to fund further projects. The $8 million itself has been earmarked by the Navajo Nation for critical land purchases. Those land purchases have not been complete as the Navajo Nation is being extremely careful in seeking to acquire lands that will actually generate revenue for addressing the adverse impact of the land dispute for years to come. We are stretching out and maximizing the value of the trust fund. Land is very important in Navajo culture. For years, the policy of the federal government has been to increase tribal self-determination. In our judgment, we have appropriately allocated the resources from the trust fund. Mr. Chairman. Well, in my view, you haven't. Uh, it was appropriated 10 and 15 years ago, and uh, it's not been spent. Um, and uh, I'm sure that if that had been the conditions under which it was appropriated, the money wouldn't have been appropriated. Mr. Bitsui, the Land Commission received a million and a half in 1998 from the trust fund to build or improve 48 replacement homes on the HPL. Um, why, what's the status of, these, of this project? That's only been seven years. The Navajo Nation allocated $1.5 million from the trust fund for the construction of 48 homes on Hopi Partition land. And under the accommodation agreement that has been entered between the Navajo Nation and the Hopi tribe, we were instructed to use uh, or, or identify um, the uh, land or, or have the uh, the land that are withdrawn for um, for the accommodation centers to use the land within a certain period of time, so the money was made available. The 1.5 million only represents about half the cost of those homes. In an effort to stretch trust funds dollars, we reached an agreement with the Navajo Housing Services that they would provide labor. Unfortunately, for their own financial reasons. The Navajo Housing Services was not able to fulfill its contractual commitment. Six homes were, were not built, but most of the other 42 have significant problems. The Navajo Nation recently have committed another 800000 to fix the homes and complete the projects. When complete, the total cost of this project to the trust fund for 48 homes of $2.3 million is still a bargain. Today it would cost about 100000 per home as was provided by the Re Relocation Commission, Mr. Pervasi. Uh, to build these homes, it would cost approximately $4.8 million. But we are, we, we would complete the homes at a cost uh, half of that amount, Mr. Chairman. So if we waited another 20 years, it would probably cost a million dollars per home. So we should wait longer. Is that the logic that you're giving me, Mr. Bitsui? We we are on a time frame that we would complete uh, the renovation of these homes within by the end of this year, as well as the six homes that were not um, constructed, Mr. Chairman. Thank you very much. Uh, could I just ask, how often... President Shirley, do you and Chairman Taylor communicate with each other? We communicate as often as is needed, sir, on the different issues, you know, relative to the vendor freeze or so whatever. you have good lines of communication? Yes, we do. Chairman Taylor? 
We do, uh, Mr. Chairman, we do uh, communicate quite frequently. Uh, we have, this is just one of a number of issues that we're dealing with. Um, we're working together to uh, preserve uh, uh, the Mojave plant, which is a major part of uh, the economic revenue stream for the two nations, and uh, that uh, also is another matter that takes uh, tremendous amounts of our time, and uh, we do work together uh, with our teams on those projects. I, I, I suggest that we are a lot of, there's a lot of issues now, maybe more than in the past that exist that are in the mutual interest of both tribes. As you mentioned, the Mojave uh, power plant situation, um, housing, Bennett freeze, pending compacts between the two tribes, and I would suggest that that you two schedule a regularly scheduled meeting as happens between leaders that have issues of mutual interest so that you can have an agenda, meet, and see what can be resolved and report back to the tribal councils and the Hopi and Navajo people. So it's my suggestion, given the number of issues that exist that are in mutual interest of both tribes, that you establish a, a set of of uh, regularly scheduled meetings between the two of you, at least in this period while we're addressing major issues that affect uh, both tribes. I encourage it. I'm not saying that you must. I'm just saying that it would be helpful to us to know the agenda that that, that both tribes are pursuing, uh, Navajo Nation and the Hopi tribe are pursuing in order to try to achieve some of these goals. The last, we, I think I started this hearing and maybe I should close it by saying that when Congress gets involved in issues such as a land dispute, many times the law of unintended consequences is going to uh, prevail. And I don't think anyone thought that in 1974 that that we would be here, sitting here 31 years later without some of these issues having been resolved. And I think that if in 1974, if the two tribal leaders had been able to sit down and negotiate these issues out, that we would be discussing other important and compelling issues like education, like health care, like housing. Uh, there's a number of issues that... Uh, clearly, the federal government has not fulfilled its responsibilities to either tribe, and I'd like to be able to put these issues behind us so that we can concentrate on providing proper health care, education, and housing uh, to uh, to both tribes, which we all know is uh, terribly lacking and behind the rest uh, of the nation. Do you have any comment, Mr. Chairman Taylor? Uh, Mr. Senator, uh I think you're very much on point. I couldn't agree with you more. President Shirley. Point well taken, sir. I totally agree. It all, I think, is going to depend on, a lot of this is going to depend on the cooperation between the two of, the two of you elected leaders, and I'm pleased to see that this relationship has matured in a way that perhaps was not the case in previous administrations and in, in both organizations. Mr. Attorney General, it's always a pleasure to see you again. Do you have any other comments you'd like to make? I'm ready to leave for the Southwest. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Bitsui. Thank you very much.
Thank you very much. We'll we'll work very closely with you as we proceed on this issue. Thank you very much. This hearing is adjourned. Thank you, sir.